there's so many things that I was just so deeply insecure about when I was a teenager that now I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's who I am. Oh yeah, I can be indecisive. That's not the end of the world. And now I can just adjust. Self-care is a lot like car care. You aren't just gonna be nice to your car and just be with it. Like you need to put the work in, change the oil. You know, my mom is always like, cut things down on a cutting board and never lift it up. And I'm like, mom, it's fat. I don't know what to do. And like now here, a yeah. long time later, I like sliced my thumb clean open. I was like, oh, this is yeah. what she meant with the, I need to go to the hospital. Yeah, because yeah, in high school, they're like, you have a flaw. You can't admit that. You're a mm -hmm. loser. You mean people talk to y'all in high school? <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Welcome back to the Smoshcast, everybody. We got a we got that good stuff today. Welcome. It is seventy five degrees. No, it's not. Yeah, welcome back to ninety eight seven The Sturge. We got a new kind of sound for you today. It's we welcome back to hardcore Smosh. Smosh, but hardcore. We're talking about the history of Smosh and its hardcore nature. Oh, what the sound we're talking about? We do a radio lab one. You're watching. You're watching. Okay, is this on? That's entirely possible. You're listening to 9097 The Bird in the, in the morning. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the morning. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Woo! Do you guys ever listen to Big Boy's Neighborhood? What? It was, a, it was on Power 106, or it used to be on Power 106. Um, no. But it was that morning show where it'd be like, Big Boy's Neighborhood, and everyone would be like, woo, and you'd hear the cowbell, like, ding, 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 ding. Like, it was, the only, it, was only the morning, it was the only morning show I, I listened dude, to. Dude, all those noises. I do love, I do miss those. I don't listen to the radio, I but like, I do miss the, like, it's Bean and Ballsack in the morning. So, Bean, I've been looking at this thing. These kids are on a talk talk. You see, you looking at this? You the talk talk, talk talk. That's pretty crazy, Bean. I had this sketch I wanted to do forever ago where it's like the DJ does more of his his sounds for his own name than actual music. It's like, welcome to DJ Floppy Boy. DJ Floppy Boy. DJ Floppy Boy. There's one in Los Angeles that actually does do that on the radio. It's obnoxious. I'm calling it out. You know what? I'm not going to call out the name because people probably know this person, but let's say their name is uh, Poopy. And um, it literally in the middle of a song, you'll hear Ariana Grande singing and all of a sudden in the middle, you'll just hear a voice go, Poopy. Like in the middle of a song, oh, like three well, times. Oh, they ruin songs by just uh, putting their stuff in the middle of it. But they're not even doing DJ stuff. It's literally like someone whispering their voice like, Mike Poopy. Poopy. It's, Weird. it's a radio person. They didn't even make the song. Oh, that's stupid. So, anyways, I think I've heard that. Mm -hmm. Anyways, welcome to the Smosh cast, you crazy yeah, sons back. of bitches. <laughs> it's the Smosh cast, and it's me, your host, Shane Top. I'm here Top. with some special guests, Courtney Miller. Hi. Welcome and Damien Howes. Hey, everyone. I'm Damien Howes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a three quarters way through a sugar free Red Bull. You did a pretty good job. That's my favorite new voice. It makes me very happy that y'all like that. Literally in Australia, you just we were at the beach and you just started talking like that. <laughs> pretty windy day today. <laughs> you, for those at home, you have to talk by only uh, what you kind of like breathe out as you talk. Like it's kind of like a <laughs> laugh cough. Yeah, like you cough all your words. <laughs> I have menstrual cramps. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay today. <laughs> really quick, I want to take a second. What? Um, Damien, um, yeah, what's up, Gene? I I listened to the podcast from last week. And, oh, what did you uh, think about it? Yeah, I thought it was you know interesting I that you so and too. Ify are now. Best friends, you know. Well, you know, Shane, I uh, I had listened to your podcast maybe a month prior. Oh, Richard Pryor. No, um, 
uh, where you and Jackie became such good friends. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know if you're the type of person that expects me to wait around for you forever, but uh, I had to move on. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, you know, I think I think listeners can listen to those podcasts and determine. Listeners can listen. Good job, Shania. Yes, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I burped in your ears. Um, that's fine. You know what? We're all best friends. Great. I think that's fine. Courtney, batter up. Who's my new best friend? It's me. It's you? Yeah. I thought you had Iffy. Nah, Iffy's old news. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that's last week's shit. We're all, we're, we've moved on. That's that old, old. Um, uh, guys, today we're talking about being an adult. We're mm. talking about growing mm. up. We're talking about adultery. What's... Okay. <laughs> yeah! We're talking about affairs. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> what it's like being an adult, how to become an adult, how we're doing as adults. Uh, and we took a bunch of questions from listeners on... Uh, any concerns about being an adult? And it's it's tough, man. It's especially tough in 2020. I think yeah. 2020 has made being an adult, being a, a person, significantly uh, more challenging. Yeah. Well, I think every generation has its own hardships when it comes to adulthood. This just happens to be ours. It's a weird sense of isolation that hasn't been felt mm -hmm. before, yeah. as opposed to like, we're not going to get drafted to go to Nam, but you got to stay home forever and yeah. never talk to a person. Right. That's yeah, weird. that's yeah. true. It's tough to know exactly what I mean you can you can know to a certain degree but it's tough to know what life was like for our parents and stuff when they were our age because all we have is their memories to really talk about it whereas now we've got so much social media like evidence of, mm -hmm. of stuff mm -hmm. being talked about you can't go back and look at social media from back then like yeah. you just hear I just hear what my parents said mm -hmm. they thought it was like back then. And I feel like some parents and children or parents and their their kids, their relationship like isn't in a place all the time where they'll just like tell you a lot about their life. Like for me, I didn't learn a lot about my parents' personal lives when they're younger. Like I have mm. to know to ask. And like when you're younger, you don't know what to ask. And so when sure. you don't know what to learn, like it's, it's also tough because like I think about when I'm in my fifties and stuff and my children or grandchildren ask me about when I was younger, I'm probably going to leave things out, not out of like trying to sugarcoat things, but just out of like pure, just like embarrassment, maybe like my <laughs> biggest like failures are like yeah. just dumb stuff. You're just not going to tell them because it also feels like inappropriate to tell them that stuff. Well, it's you also know? hard to like think about it uh, full scale, like everything, like you're going to leave stuff out by mistake. Kids are going to be like, what were Heelys? And I'm like, oh, I never even mentioned Heelys to you because I didn't think about it. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. COVID might be that for us in right. a decade or so or God. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to have kids too soon. <laughs> it's also it's also tough because inevitably, and this is a thing in psychology, is you do look back fondly on the past because your brain naturally will filter out a lot of negative, boring things. Not always like the worst things you'll probably remember, but a lot of just the mun mundane things mm -hmm. you'll remove. So like, it's like how I already look back on So Random and I'm like, God. What an amazing time. But I knew there were days on So Random where we were just bored or yeah. just not having a great or time. Or exhausted like, or it I had a costume that cut it, off my circulation. Yeah, you know? it wasn't, it wasn't, but but it, it's so easy to look back on 10 years ago mm. and especially in the future, like to look back 30 years and just go, oh man, see, things were easier back. It's like, no, it wasn't necessarily. Yeah. Like, sure. mm -hmm. and that's why every generation looks down on the young generation and goes, man, this generation's going to hell. Yeah. And it's just mm -hmm. like every generation does that. And I'm trying to remember, I'm not going to do that. Because you'll do it. 
You'll do it. No, I'm, do it. I swear I'm not going to do it. And I'll tell you what. You there already was... shop at Tommy Bahama. You're so close <laughs> to coming up, dude. <laughs> Me and my Hawaiian shirt yeah. and, and uh, uh, khaki shorts. I had a I had a Lyft driver once who really, I was just, I admired this guy. And I was like, this is who I want to be like. He was probably in his early 70s, maybe late 60s. And I was asking him, like, why, why are you a Lyft driver? Because he said, like, he's retired. He's got plenty of money. He has a nice house. And he's like, I love talking to people. And he's just like, you know, people my age, they really look down on, on millennials and, and these younger generations. But I'll tell you what, driving around, driving these people, these young people are so smart and they're so great. And he's just like, I'm learning so much from them. And I was just like, that's so cool. I was like, this guy, and he seemed... There was like a liveliness and a, a youth to this guy. That's awesome. Because I'm like, you are still actively learning. And I'm like, by saying the younger generations are crappy and going to hell and stuff means your generation failed at raising them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't you want to like admit? You like, guys gave us wow. the participation trophies and then made fun of us for it. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, don't you want to like, it's what blows me away this year with so many parents being mad at their kids for their kids disagreeing with them. And I'm like, don't you want to believe that your kid became an adult who was smarter than you? Yeah. I, w- I, I hope when I have a kid and they turn 18, I'm like, I hope I'm now, I now get to go, you know what, I'm learning from you. I raised you, I gave you all the tools, hopefully, you're now super smart and wiser than yeah. me. I think it's also safe to say there's no mission complete in becoming an mm, adult. For sure. It's, there's no mission complete in a lot of self-improving. So even when someone is like, it's great that that Uber driver was just still willing to learn. Like you didn't, even when I was 13, I thought I thought I had it all figured out. Mm-hmm. So no, you're far from it. And you kind of, I think it's good to always understand that you aren't done. No, you're never done. You're always a student. What I'm stoked about is like the lighter side of that. We're like, look at our generation right now. Uh, Toys, games, they used to be viewed as kid things. Now we're mid to late 20s Mm -hmm. and we're still just like, oh, there's a new Pokemon coming out. I understand it's not necessarily for me. They make it with kids in mind, but I'm stoked for that. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for this generation to get old and be that late 60s, early 70s and like be a Lyft driver or whatever we've got then. And then like two younger people in the background having their version of like a Pokemon card battle and be like, yo, you guys collect Pokemon cards? You guys want to trade while I drive? Dude, no, that's (laughs) one of my life goals. Stoked. That's one of my goals is to school my grandchildren at video games. Be like, yes. oh, what's, what's this game? Smash Bros? I guess I'll try it for the first time. Already, <laughs> already I got my work cut out for me because I think my niece is getting really good at Mario Kart. Dude, you gotta stop her. Oh, and I love I'm, Mario Kart. She's, she's getting good already, I you think. Gotta stop, you gotta I lie gotta, to her or something. <laughs> gotta start early That's if you wanna so win, fun. man. Uh, <laughs> so let's get into these questions. Yeah. Today we are gonna be your parents. And we are gonna t- be because we are your dad. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So so we're already getting into it. We've got some questions here, and I I really like this first question. At Ring Tarnish asks, "How do I learn to be independent on decisions? It's becoming harder to make decisions for myself without having a second opinion or feeling guilty because I think I did something selfish." Man, Ooh. that's good. And I that's like good that for one. this. That's good for that's this good crowd. That's good for this crew for sure. Yeah. I can start off with some stuff if Do that's it. cool. I had to practice learning how to fail and knowing that every decision isn't going to lead to something perfect. You figure something out on your own, you stick to it, and you don't second guess your instincts necessarily. Like I remember when we were roommates, um, anytime I was texting a girl. I would literally come to you and be like, hey man, does this does this sound okay? And it would literally be like, hey, thinking about you, how's your day? And I'd be like, I'd be like, is this is this good? Or should I well, I mean, it's what should li- I say? Should I bring up that thing that she said two weeks ago? Like, and I would do that for 
every text and I didn't even know, I didn't know how to have a conversation without some help. And eventually it had to be like, hey man, if you're not going to be able to talk to this girl on your own anyway, maybe it's not supposed to be a thing. It's okay yeah. to quote unquote fail. It reminds me of that SpongeBob scene where he writes furious. He's writing a letter and he writes furiously for like a whole minute and it just says the. the yeah. <laughs> Do you know they changed that episode, by the way? No. He, he had like an acid trip in the original, basically, where like things were coming out of the woodwork in his house, freaking him out. Now they completely changed it to him looking outside uh, and seeing his friends play because they got too oh, scared wow. for the kids. So that's sorry, like being segue. an adult. Courtney, what, how do you feel about decision making? I actually struggle with it a lot sometimes, especially when it's like I have to decide between two like equally fine things, especially even lately when I'm directing videos like our, mm -hmm. our DP, Brandon, will be like, well, we could do this shot or like we have this other shot option. I'll be like, ah. <laughs> I literally feel like I'm a horse with blinds on and I'm expecting I'm expecting to be able to be led to the right decision. And mm -hmm. I just don't know where to mm -hmm. go. Um, I don't know what gender this person uh, identifies as, but I know that sometimes I I feel like I kind of grew up not fully being able to trust my own opinion on things mm -hmm. because you're expect because you always expect someone else in the room to interject and either confirm or completely deny your opinion. I also think that you should your opinion has value. And I understand like sometimes I am afraid to make a decision because I want so badly to please the other people in the room and mm -hmm. make everyone happy with my decision. But in that, I'm kind of like not thinking about myself as much. I honestly struggle with this a lot. Like I still haven't figured it out. Sure. It's, it's a constant struggle. I think well, like you said, there's no mission complete mm -hmm. even with that. This yeah. is definitely something that you keep working on your entire life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the fact that you're already worrying about being selfish means you're probably never – not. I can't say never, but you're, you're not going to be because you're considering it so mm -hmm. heavily. I think it's about knowing like really – listening to yourself going well this is where i'm what i'm feeling am i holding myself back because i i feel others would disagree and i think it's also important to always be open to other people's opinions yeah. to really mm -hmm. listen to them but to not let them live your life and decide your mindset while also simultaneously not going screw other people and what they yeah. think you know because we see so much of that we see that i think we do see that in a lot of um older generations and i mean yeah. young generations too i mean there's people like that and it's not good to cut everyone off but at the same time you have it's, to make it's okay decisions. to give yourself like a little taste of that like yeah you know sit down and, and flip it on yourself think about is everybody else that you know more qualified to make that decision why are they more qualified than you well, if they're not, then maybe you do know what you need to do. And actually what I used to do in my early 20s, especially, I used to flip a coin and be like, all right, if I'm not qualified to make this decision and I truly don't know what to do, I will flip a coin and go with it no matter what. And I was like, I will leave this decision up mm. to chaos. If I can't make this decision, then I leave it up to <laughs> and, chaos. And, often flipping, and I would a, do it. often flipping a coin will just reveal how you feel about it. Yeah. True. You flip a coin, you go, okay, uh, do I want to go do this thing? Uh, heads, I go do it. Tails, I don't. Flip it, it's tails. And you're like... Well, I feel like I kind of want to. And yeah. it's like, okay, that's, that's what I want to do. That's yep. what I want to do. Um, I will say one thing that I do when I'm like having trouble trying to decide between two things is trying to picture literally like how that decision will affect me down the road or like what are the worst case scenarios or best case scenarios of that. See, I'm a very much an overthinker, as you can see. Mm -hmm. But thinking of the best case and worst case for each of those decisions and mm. which costs more to me emotionally. Sometimes it really comes down to because no matter of no amount of thinking is going to maybe make your decision at a certain point. And sometimes it just comes to, well, I'm making I'm here's what I'm going to do. And yep. you know what? It could go bad. It could go well, but I'm doing it. 
And you yeah. just keep, you just got to start f- working on that muscle of just doing it. Yep. So often, because I am the most overthinky it can get. And a lot of times it comes down to just doing it. You just do it. Like, and there it's as simple as that. And I can't remember where this quote came from, but it's one of my favorites is someone was talking about like, you don't need motivation. There's this idea that it's like, well, I got to build up the motivation to do it. It's like, man, you're looking for another, that's an excuse is Mm -hmm. that you need that motivation. Sometimes you just got to do it. Maybe you don't have the motivation. You don't, maybe you don't have the like, the thing thought out and you're never going to think it out enough. Mm-hmm. Just go do it. Mm-hmm. No one's going to give you the the answer. There's uh, a lot of concepts like that that are made up, like motivation, uh, closure, mm-hmm. all those things. Like start yeah. start looking at things in your life that might just kind of be made up. Most of those yeah. things are are honestly just, they're a concept in your own head. Yeah. yeah. They just, you, you're making that up. You just, yeah. it, there is action and there is the reality. I think it's sometimes with those, when you're having stro- trouble making decision, it's com- sometimes it's just about grounding yourself, taking a deep breath, looking around the room going, here's where I'm at. All right, let's just do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go. And man, it doesn't get easier. It no. doesn't really get easier. But I mean, also, I think one thing that g- gets easier is like, like for me, if I'm in between two tough decisions and like I feel really anxious because I'm like worried I'm going to make the wrong choice, confiding that in the people that you're close with can be very helpful. You're like, hey, listen, I can't choose what's going on right now. Like, it makes me really anxious. Like, then I'm going to not pick the right thing. Like, can you help me out? Like, yeah. that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's okay to lean on people sometimes. Just if you don't have the ability to ever make a decision for yourself, then practice it. And yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. You know, uh, actually on that, I, I will it's fine. say I, I was in a what does get easier is kind of what you were saying is as you get older, I do think a lot of things get easier because you start to just recognize and accept so many aspects of yourself that you're uncomfortable with when you're a teenager and younger mm. is there's so many things that I was just so deeply insecure about when I was a teenager that now I'm just like, yeah, that's that's who I am. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, that's oh, like I used to hate that I was indecisive and I wouldn't admit that. And I would mm-hmm. be like, oh, yeah, I'm not I like, you know, and now I'm just like, oh, yeah, I can be indecisive. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. Like, uh, that's not the end of the world. And now I can just adjust. Because yeah, in high school, they're like, you have a flaw. You can't admit exactly. that. You're a mm-hmm. loser. No, you, you just. You mean people talk to y'all in high school? <laughs> <laughs> that's dope. Um, I think we can move on. Yeah. Yes. That's um, yes. It. Our next question comes from at. Drill. At, <laughs> oh, God. My favorite Twitter account. Um, at Woodland Unicorn uh, asks. I hate talking on the phone at all, but especially if it's with someone that like isn't my mom. LMAO, <laughs> it's at the point where I can't even apply to a job because phone calls are part of it. So any advice on that mess? LMAO. <laughs> oh my gosh. LMAO. LMAO. Uh, uh, somebody go. Uh, uh, talking on the phone sucks. Let's be honest. <laughs> I love, there was a tweet that was just like, I like how we invented the phone, uh, used it for a while. And then when text came back, it's like, you know what? Let's go back to the written word. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I can't wait for the little that. hashes and dots. can't yeah. wait for us to go back to Morse code. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, go, go for, for it. it. No, you go for it. I just got to say, I I don't, I've never felt, maybe I felt it for a little bit in the beginning of of like, beca- like growing up, like being anxious of talking to strangers on the phone, but I love it. I actually love like the opportunity to talk to people who are either, it's like the nurse at a front desk and stuff. 
When I was a senior in high school, I had like an extra period where I would sit in the office and answer phones. I think that was my first experience. And then when I worked at the pharmacy, it was my job to call every single patient and let them know their prescription was ready. Mm. Sometimes I was just leaving messages. I just found it as like great practice. Every mm. every conversation with somebody you don't know in, in a way is just practice for the next one. They are people, granted, so be mm. nice to them. But the fact that you may never meet this person or talk to them ever again, really rest on that. Because like I, when I have these phone conversations or I'm like about to talk to someone who probably gets hundreds of calls a day, probably deals with not the nicest people, I have an opportunity. I need some information, but I can also be nice to this person and like make their day a little bit better by just being a nice customer on the phone and like... And then it's just a good experience of just talking to a stranger. You need information. It's their job to give it to you. Like, I think, I think, I don't know. It's just something yeah. to think about, to change your mindset on it. I used to work a uh, customer support for a uh, larger streaming service. It, it was really tough. I was very anxious the whole time, but I was good at it. I was good with, you know, chatting with people and, and fixing their problems. And I think looking at it now, what may be applicable to what you need to do is um, have a goal in mind, whether it's something as simple as I need a doctor's appointment and take away the societal pressure of like, you don't need, I mean, obviously be very nice to the person if you can, but you don't need them to walk away from the conversation being like, that conversation changed my life. It's like <laughs> they're doing their job. So you can literally be like, hi, mm -hmm. my name is da da da. I need an appointment. These are the days available. I choose this day. Thank you. Goodbye. Like, that's it. And then you can build from there. But, you know, and the same with customer support. Like, my goal is always to get something fixed. But that, in, in that, uh, because I used to work customer support, my goal as a customer now is to um, make sure that this is the nicest call they've had today. That's the goal. They're like, hi, I'm Amanda. Can I help you? I'm just like, Amanda, thank you so much. I hope you're having a good day. Um, Amanda, here's my problem. And, you know, <laughs> say their name back to them. Like, make yeah. it personal. Make it human. Yeah. It really is almost just like practice for talking to people you don't know. Because yeah. it's just like phone calls with people who that's their job is to just talk to you on the phone. And you can just. It's also important to remember how insane most of the people they probably talk to every day. Oh, yeah. Like the amount of stuff they deal with. Dude, mm -hmm. that you're you're they're not gonna remember you at the end of the day. Like they're just not because they're they have a thousand phone calls a day. They're just not. No one is gonna have a phone call with you and then get off and be like, yeah. Well, everybody, this is this yeah. that I just talked to you. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, I don't know where this dislike of phone calls is coming from. If you just generally dislike them or if there's anxiety, once again, just do it. Like, yeah. like you got to apply to a job. You just got to do it. You just call them and like, they're not going to like make fun of you. It's not going to be some big deal. It, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You just do it. You just literally yeah. have to do it. I, I actually, I was talking to my therapist about my fear of emails, mm. which is very similar. I, I get so afraid if my emails pile up, I get afraid to look at it. I literally avoid Whoa. my inbox because I'm just so afraid there's some big, big thing I missed. That's what I do with mail. And mail. I'm just like, I'm like, ah, uh, I do the same with mail. Like, I'm just always assuming the worst. I do the same with phone calls. I, I do it. I, I just, it's, I'm, I'm afraid of this insane worst thing. And, you know, every time I do it, it's just not bad. It's that. It's the an exchange of. what is often worse than. Reality. It's just an exchange of information. And, you know, the, if the worst happens, you just do it. It's not going to be some crazy nightmare fueled thing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be just, oh, you have to put down some information or get some information or have a phone call or whatever. I do want to hop on what you said about um, how they probably deal with way worse people. As mm -hmm. someone who used to work customer support, we do. <laughs> um, if you, even if you your phone call is like six degrees off of normal, 
you're still doing way better than most people. Yeah. It's, it's there's so much weirdness or or difficulty or in general, like this isn't even like a bad one that this was this person's fault. It was just like a one call I had was, and I could do a whole podcast about <laughs> customer support days, but one call I had is this person who was just like, hi, I'm uh, paralyzed from the neck down. Um, I just had surgery and maybe like a stroke or something. So they're like, I'm having to use uh, speech software and also look at these things um, in order to like type in a password and I can't get into my account. Can you get me into my account? Aww. And I was like, for sure, man, let's let's do this. <laughs> oh my God. And it took, it took like a literal hour and I'm supposed to take like, I was supposed to take like 14 calls an hour. I was on this one for like an hour and that's obviously not his fault and I was happy to work with him and, you know, get, get that taken care of. But my point is that was a very challenging process. Mm-hmm. You are going to be doing okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, yeah. But it, yeah, at the, same, at the same time, just like that, it's just like, that guy knew he's just like, well, yeah. I got to do this. Yep. Like, and, and I, and he did it. Yep. And he, like, he got through it. And yeah. He, he did it. And picturing also, like, what's the worst case scenario of what that phone call is going to be? If it is, if what are, like, what are you anxious about? I mean, mm-hmm. the other day I was trying to find a, a, a doctor to just get an appointment because I've been dealing with some shit. I call and I was like, hey, I was wondering if I can get an appointment with this doctor. I'm dealing with this thing. And she's, and the doc, the lady was like, this doctor looks at tumors. I was like, oh, like I was looking for somebody about my upset stomach. And she's like, this person looks at tumors. They're an optometrist or like something autologist. Why are you calling here? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. I saw that he worked in an internal medicine. So I didn't know if maybe that applied. She's like, no, that's not it at all. And I was like, okay, okay, b- bye. She's like, goodbye. <laughs> like that, like that sucked. But I think that's about as worse as it can I, get. But I think that's, they're, she's not mad probably. It's just that, like Damien said, they've gotten to the point where they just deliver the information. Yeah. They're just going, no, they don't do that. And maybe they're weird too. Like uh, sometimes I, <laughs> maybe I was a weirdo. It was an angry lady. It was, but I, I have, a, I, I believe that though too. I've, I've met a lot of people like that. Um, I have, I have a doctor that I love, but sometimes when I call to make an appointment, I'm like, hi, I would like to make an appointment for doctor last name. And they're like, is that doctor first name, last name? And I'm like, yes. There's no other doctor with that last name in the practice. <laughs> so like they always clarify. I'm like, that's weird. That's super flipping weird that they're you like, do they're that like, all the time. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, what if what if suddenly the, the another one shows up? What exactly. do we do then? You never know. They're, they're everywhere. Um, no, I look I look in the building. I've looked before at the like directory. I'm like, are they on like the fifth floor? Is there another? There's never been another. Oh my God. So it's just like, they're weird. That's a really weird thing that you just did there, That's yeah. ma'am. So <laughs> the mund- those mundane little things like phone calls and everything are are, are honestly, they're always just annoying mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. tough. You just got to do it, dude. Uh, applying for jobs the is also scary. The more you do it, scary. the easier it'll be. And yeah. I will say, like, I think with with calling for jobs and stuff, I don't know where this person's from, but like growing up applying for jobs, I learned that when you put in an application, if you call in a couple days later or a day or two later, it makes a huge difference. Some some companies look for that. They look for that initiative that you want mm-hmm. this job. So calling in and just being like, hi, my name is this. I submitted an application a couple days ago. And I just wanted to see if you guys were still interested in getting together for an interview, like something like that. Or go in person. It goes a long way. Or do it in person even. If you feel like you're better in person, like last retail job I had, I went in person uh, to apply and I was like, hey, is the manager here? I'd love to like meet them. I'm going to submit an application. I just wanted to say hi and introduce myself. And the assistant manager was like, no, she's not going to be here for a while, but do you have 15 minutes? Come on back. I see something in you. Like he was a very (laughs) eccentric man, but I got hired. It was great. That's so funny. on On the tip of just job applications, I obviously I've applied for 
countless jobs mm-hmm. being an actor, just auditioning. And auditioning sucks because you're being judged on absolutely everything. And it's face to face. And also I was 14. Like you're a 14 year old mm-hmm. who's nervous about their acne and everything. And Aww. then you're going in knowing that these this room of adults is judging you for it, like mm-hmm. literally. Um, and may even point it out. But uh, I had an acting coach say probably the best advice. And so, because someone was doing a scene and they were kind of like clearly nervous and just like not getting the scene done right. And he's just like, you're focusing so hard on avoiding it going wrong. You're you're trying to avoid failure more than you're focused on doing what you want and getting what you want. Mm. Focus on what you want. Mm-hmm. Ha- like, no, like, you know what? Address what could go wrong. Be like, oh, that could go wrong. I'm going to focus on what I want. I'm going to, that's my number one thing. I want this job. I want this job. Why do I want this job? For all these reasons, that's what I'm going to focus. That's all I'm going to think yeah. about. Or it's what I'm going to, that's consciously, I'm going to make the effort to only think about it that. definitely drives I'm not going to think about what can go wrong. I'm not going to make that my primary focus. Because then, your brain kind of does gravitate towards what you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Focus on, think about what you want. Please, you should credit Oprah when you quote her. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the secret right there. Um, that's the secret right there. That's the secret right there. That's the secret right there. <laughs> We're just slowly becoming Banjo-Kazooie characters. <laughs> 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 This next question comes from Obama at at <laughs> Obama uh, at Kelly Dokai. How do you get everything done? You're supposed work wise and still do other things like self-care and making time to hang out with friends without it negatively affecting the quality of your work. Oh. Like oh, I, life balance. Like I want what I put out to the best it if possible can be. But I also need to human. Okay. So how yes, work life balance. Work-life how, balance. How do you have time to do work, also have time for self-care and mm-hmm. hanging out with friends, having a good time while that not affecting your work? That's a good question, especially because it feels like life only gets busier and busier and busier. Yeah, I'll let you know when I figure it out. Yeah. Because damn. Um, I, you know what frustrates me? I thought I think about this a lot is I'm just like, man, humanity has invented so many devices that with the purpose of making life easier. And it only seems to make our lives busier Mm -hmm. well it just means you can get more done using it it's not like you have suddenly more time in the day it's just you're more efficient with your we don't have to go out and gather mushrooms to take care of food for the village like we you know it's the ultimate human error i think is that it's like oh we invented computers now life should be easier for all of us like no now we can all do more work like that's that's how we go it's efficiency that's all it is now if you're in the shower when you get an email and you don't respond right away boy dude for real that's true The uplifted uh, communication has only made it that it's like, oh, you're driving? Well, you need to still be answering emails and checking texts because Mm -hmm. you could be missing something huge. It's like, I remember when I was 12, I sound like an old person, but I'm like, when I was 12, (laughs) I didn't have a cell phone. I would go out and it's just like, well... I don't know if my parents need me, yeah. but I'm out and I'm not going to be home until tonight. I'd love to tackle this topic a little bit Do because it. I am dealing with this myself right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having a hard time dealing with it too. So I'm learning this as I go. So point being, you're, there's never, you're never like done. Like mm-hmm. you said, I learned it. Um, but you know, I've got Smosh, which is a regular sort of like nine to five kind of situation, whether we're at home writing or we're out filming. I do my Twitch streams three days a week. I do voiceover, which is sometimes like three or four auditions per night. And then I like wake up early to edit it, to submit it by nine in the morning. I have a very hard time 
learning how to relax anymore. Like yesterday, I wasn't in the stream because I was like, hey, I've been a little busy lately. I would just love a break. But during the two to three hours that you guys streamed, I just sat there being anxious the whole time. Mm. I was like, I don't know how to relax. So the thing that has been helping me is, and I know this sounds like it takes a little bit of the fun out of it. You got to schedule everything. Mm. You got to write it down. You got to literally write down, even if it seems obvious and mundane. Um, I've got work from these hours. After work, I've got to get this thing done. I'm going to give myself one hour to do it. After that, no matter what, on interrupted. I want 90 minutes of me time. That's enough time to watch my show, do a little exercise, play a video game, like mm. whatever you want to do. Um, because we are taught that work is the most important thing. And I don't think I will ever break that mindset for myself, unfortunately. But you have to acknowledge that self-care and giving yourself time and uh, to socialize or just even do nothing and relax, that is equally, if not more important to you as a human being, you need to. In the same way that you'd be like, I have to eat today. You have to have some time mm -hmm. to decompress. So uh, to not let it affect the quality of your work, just m do the most like bullish, gung-ho, best job you can during the time that you've allotted. And if you can't get the thing done in the time that you've allotted, well, then maybe you've bitten off a little bit more than you can chew. Mm. Yeah, I will say, like, I, I do have a planner that I'll use sometimes, um, mm. like, the night before. I will, just for myself, because I feel like I, I have a hard time focusing and remembering that I do have stuff to do. So the night before, I'll write down, like, my Google Calendar has the meetings we have to do that day. And then um, I'll also write down the chores that need to be done. And then if I have a workout that I want to do, here's what I should do. And then also at the top, we'll just be like, hey, have like a fucking good day. One thing I realized was like very in season one of quarantine, we had kind of a chance to get away from this job in a way. Like we weren't in the office every single day anymore. Filming was very different. So I had a chance to like appreciate my outside of work mm. life, like my me time and my self-care. I had a chance to like where that kind of was more important in a way because I was around and by myself more so i had a chance to understand like because before that and like even as we've gotten back into working i've already been overextending myself work-wise but in that time i realized like okay i was putting a lot i was giving i was giving an unfair amount of my life to work because mm -hmm. where we're from like working they want everyone to just fucking work like damien you have three jobs that is crazy mm -hmm. that is absolutely <laughs> crazy i yeah. and it's i kudos like mad kudos because i i literally get invited to be a guest on people's podcasts and i'm like i can't uh, uh that's like i don't have the 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 capacity to do that right now but like i think once i got that chance to appreciate the outside of work stuff like because like you do want to do your best job at work but sometimes we really do push ourselves too hard so yeah. understanding yeah. that can really help you i think going off of that though I think the reason I'm like this, if I can just get personal for a second, is like I had a after so random, you know, that money runs out quickly in L.A. And so I worked all kinds of jobs and I would still audition and I wouldn't book anything. And, you know, you put in so much work and so much work and so much work and you wouldn't really get anything for it necessarily. It'd just be like, all right, well, on to the next one. Next step. I'll try another audition. Same was for voiceover. You know, I'd have bookings here and there, but it you know, wouldn't fully pay the bills or anything like that. And so for so long, I worked so hard and didn't get anything for it that now that I'm in a position where, you know, the harder I work, the longer I work. I get stuff out of it. It's hard not to take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Even now, I acknowledge like I need to take a break sometimes. It's just yeah. hard to do, you know? I think I think it is part of a bigger thing. And obviously, it comes down to personal levels too. I mean, I'm, I'm a workaholic, but I think more so I just have work anxiety. I have this 
uh, even if I'm not working all day, I have this idea that I need to be working. Mm-hmm. Um, Career it's anxiety. literally probably the main thing yeah. I talk about with my therapist is just that I always have this thing in the back of my head of being like, how am I being productive right now? And it's just so destructive. It's mm-hmm. so destructive. And it actually has prevented me from getting a lot of things done. I've like the and throughout all of quarantine, I've I've just wanted all I've really wanted is to write something like mm-hmm. I wanted to write some sort of project just and really just for me like not even I, I don't have this big goal of like selling a TV show or whatever I'm like I would just love to write a story it'd be fun mm-hmm. because I have this ever-present thing in the back of my head being like you need to do that you haven't done that you mm-hmm. need to you need to do that it makes it this awful thing mm-hmm. that I then avoid the things that are self-care the the entertainment whatever it all doesn't become entertainment it becomes distraction from those yeah, thoughts. Yeah. And then you're never relaxing because you're just distracting yourself. I think a lot of us get self-care. It is my opinion. I think a lot of us get self-care wrong. And I'm at least I do is that I have to recognize when my me time or whatever is me just distracting myself. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't do anything. Then mm-hmm. I go, then I, then it's three hours and I just come back to where I was as opposed to sometimes self self-care is work. It is, it yeah. is, you know, a self-care thing I've been trying to do this year that I've been not great at is is I'm just like, I'm just going to stretch every day. Mm. But it is work because you've got to kind of like focus for and 20 minutes and, and, and stretch. But that is self-care. You're doing something good for yourself. And a lot of times it is those grounding things. Yeah, being present. Um, but I think part of the bigger issue is I do think in the world, but especially in America, we, we really have this grind culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I look back on when I was a kid, I remember posters everywhere and I'm sure they're still out there. It's just like, shoot for the moon. You can be whatever you want. Like yeah. be the best that you I can I guarantee be. you everyone in this classroom will be president. I, I <laughs> yes, like, literally like you Damn. would hear that stuff is like, you can be president president if you want to. And then you get older and you start to see people getting really sick and especially on social media, especially Instagram, I think, where mm-hmm. people really pump out like, I'm in Spain now. Everyone I'm needs successful. to travel. Oh, oh, I just God. I just got promoted. And oh, man, just yeah. bought my first house. And it's just like there's this idea that you need to be achieving more. And it's always going to mm-hmm. be that. And once you achieve more, it's the idea persists. You need to be achieving more. And it's this idea that happiness is in that next thing. Mm -hmm. And that's always the case. You never can be content. America, and I think the world, has this war on the idea of contentment. We hate that idea of being content, of being happy with very little, or Mm -hmm. being happy with less, and Mm -hmm. just being like, oh, you know, what's, what's your dream in life? Oh, I would just like to have a small house, and just like that, and be like, really, that's it? Like, you're just gonna settle? The -hmm. idea of settling is so bad, but it's like, no, that's okay. You Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think a lot of us, feel very uncontent with life because we're like, I don't know what I want because we've set our goals beyond what we want. And, and now it's we're not even, lost. It's not or, even a tangible thing to point to and be yeah. like, I want that amazing thing. It's like, I want something past that and then past that. Like you said, yeah. it's, you can't. It's this yeah. endless It's also being thing. feeling conflicted with like what society around you has said, what you should mm-hmm. look toward and want. Um, on the, on the self-care tip, it's like, it is like taking care of, it's like, Self-care is a lot like car care. You aren't just going to be nice to your car and just be with it. Like you need to put the work in, change the oil, do the things. So like Mm. self-care is like you need to maybe if you want to practice self-care is giving yourself better sleep. Go to bed early and wake up. I've been trying. I've been trying. I've actively this week trying really hard. But then in those moments where like people, a lot of people think is like self-care days, like a face mask and like just being dressing comfy and stuff like watching TV for eight hours. Yeah. No, that's the thing, too, is like, I think, okay, this will be my me time to do whatever I want. And then I'm like, okay, video games, uh, drawing. I could work on that script I was doing or I can play Sims. I never use that computer. And 
then I get overwhelmed and then I'm on TikTok for three hours because I yes. can't do anything else. Distract yourself because so, it's too much. Yeah, because and th- th- that's a very normal thing for people with anxiety to do is like they get overwhelmed and they just want to withdraw and be numb for a while. Yeah. Um, I think when it comes to self-care, even in your normal schedule, is just being more present in those moments. Like when you're in the shower, don't always just be like, okay, I gotta do this fucking thing. Like be in there for a moment, appreciate the warmth of the water, think about your day or about the people in your life that you haven't talked about in a while. I learned that from Jonathan Van Ness. Yeah, but yeah, it's just being more present in those moments where you are just doing things for yourself. like. And, and making those chores and things more enjoyable by doing other, like we were talking about earlier, like listening to a podcast that you like while mm-hmm. doing dishes. But yeah. yeah, it is, it is, it's, it's self-work. We've, we've been made to feel guilty for, for slowing down. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. I think that's a big thing is, is we feel uncomfortable slowing down, but it's so important to slow down, slow down. Anytime that you're feeling overwhelmed, just be like, I'm allowed to slow down. Yeah. We I'm allowed to stop right we now. We are on five times speed from what people were doing yeah, decades man. ago. Yeah. That is the thing though too. Like when you look at parents or older generations on how they work their asses off to get to a place that was just sort of sustainable for a lot of people. And now due to technology, due to opportunities, due to a lot of different things, you can get to that point mm-hmm. sometimes a little bit easier. So then you don't have an example of how to relax and decompress. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have an ability to look around and be like, oh, I'm kind of maintaining in the same way they were already and I can do more, so I should do more. Mm-hmm. Like People had no choice but to just sit around a lot back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like we, we have this idea and we and it's true, they, there was a lot of work back then. <laughs> there was nonstop work and there was less things to entertain us, but also these things that entertain us are often making us feel worse because mm-hmm. it's so much. Um, our brains aren't built, our brains were not built for all this stuff because yeah. naturally there just wasn't as much stimulation throughout yeah. a day. You worked on the farm and then you came back and you like made dinner and you sat there and it was like, yep, yeah, all right. The last thing I'll say is I did have a moment, I can't remember if it was just before quarantine or um, just around earlier this year where I was I was breaking down. I was losing my mind because I was very conflicted. I'd recently lost a family member. I was feeling overextended at work and I didn't I didn't know how to take care of myself while trying to figure out all these things. Like I wasn't okay. Basically, and I've learned this from you, Shane, as well, is like taking my notebook out. I, I have I'm addicted to notebooks. I have a notebook for everything. I have a work one, I have a music lyric one. Like literally You write someone's I name in them. one and they die sixty <laughs> seconds later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but I I had a page for work and a page for family and a page for my hobbies and like I just wrote out all the things that are, are important to me in my life and like just prioritizing uh, what is really important to you? Like, it, how important is it that you are on social media for a few hours a day? Like, there are things that you can really realistically tell yourself are more important than others. And like, the things that stress you out, you can write those out. And like, just seeing them on paper can really help you kind of process what you need. Yeah. So I think I think all of these, in many ways, boil down to just really accepting yourself and being okay. Like, you can, you're human. You mm-hmm. don't have to be something 
crazy. You know, like everyone in, in, in the world is trying to, or so many people are trying to be the greatest that they can be. It's like, no, you don't have to be. You don't have to be anything. You get to be whatever you want and mm-hmm. do yeah. whatever you want. And often the problem is that it's less than what everyone's telling you and what you're trying to tell yourself. You're mm-hmm. trying to be something more than you even want to be. And that's a nightmare because mm-hmm. that means yeah. you're always going to be in this conflicting zone and uncomfortable with who you are and you're uncomfortable with what you want because you feel like what you want is too little and that makes you Mm -hmm. pathetic or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm talking to myself in a lot of ways, but I think it is the case for a lot of people. And I think, you know, social media and just the chaos of the world has, has made it so. But as we're seeing, I mean, this is dark, but as we're seeing with global warming, our desire to, to keep being more and more and be as great as possible is dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. It's dysfunctional. You feel it in your own, you have your own global warming inside your head Mm. when you try to do too much and you over exhaust your own mental resources and then you break down and then it's all pointless it all it all ended up being for nothing and you we have it in our head it's like that's what we have to do that's for the best it's like no it's clearly not Um, this metaphor what would you consider colonizing mars is that when i swap to a robot (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's like you can't put you can't uh pedal to the metal with a car 24 7 Mm -hmm. but speaking of nature and this is gonna make me sound weird but uh, a type of meditation I have. I grabbed a bird out of the sky and not even looked. <laughs> Is that weird? Go. <laughs> Carry on my wayward son and I threw him off. I don't meditate regularly. I try to get into it. Sometimes I fall out. I think it's really great whenever I've done it. I feel benefits. But I have had this like accidental meditation, I think, throughout my life. Whenever I, I'll be at the park or I'll just be around. If I see like an animal or even a bug or something, oftentimes animals are just chilling. They're just sitting there. If they're not eating food or doing whatever, they're often just sitting there. And I'll often just like kind of sit and just stare at them and just be like, you're just, you're just sitting here, huh? I was like, just, you're just, just doing that. (laughs) And I'm so, I can't do that. Why am I so uncomfortable doing that? But that's what animals are doing yeah. so often. That's probably what we were doing for so long. Is I like, know, I think they're plotting. Pigeons, I will say <laughs> pigeons. Pigeons are so busy. They really are. They are so pigeons. busy. They are up to something. Pigeons are busy. We should make a shirt that says pigeons are very busy. Dude, I love pigeons. Have I shown you battle pigeon? Yes, you have. Today, though. Isn't it your, isn't it your banner on Twitter? It's it's uh, when I do my webcam introduction. Uh, yes, it is my background. I have a green screen for the sole purpose of putting battle pigeon behind me. And I just I'm like, what's that battle pigeon? Oh my god. God. I kind of want to hear your mishaps when you guys learned about even just basic adulting things, doing the dishes, mm. making your bed, cleaning, cleaning your own first apartment, having roommates and like what it meant to actually do stuff like that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you're going to inevitably mess up. I think yes. that's important. I think that's where you learn the most. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was interesting to see what my priorities would be when I like first, before I even was roommates with Shane, I just had like a, a one bedroom apartment. And for whatever reason, it was really cheap. Someone may have died there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it was really cheap. It had a washer dryer in it. And it, it was awesome. It was everything I needed. Um, but I learned that my priorities were very low. Like um, I had an air mattress for a long time. And then you were after, like the meme. I was like the meme. And yeah, literally like that. But I had a TV um, and uh, a place to put it. But um, instead, you know, after I got the air mattress uh, or after I switched to like a proper mattress with a box spring, that was also just straight up on the ground for a while. Oh, my Um, god! I just didn't care. I just I was like, this doesn't matter that much to me. It was to be completely frank with you. It was only when it was like. Oh, a, a girl might come over to your apartment next week that I was like, I should buy a bed frame. 
and uh, yada yada yada. Like it was, it was like, but it just you know, boiling it down, it's like company of any kind. Like when someone else might see the state you're living in, that's when I would actually start to self care and be like, yeah, I could hang up a mirror. Yeah, oh I could like God. put up some art there and maybe buy a plate or two. You know, I think yeah, a lot of it is just. For me, it's a lot of those slow things that you kind of like push off. I've gotten much better about cleaning. I was not great when I first became an adult. I would just hold it off and then it would just get bad. And then you just start to realize like, oh, if I just start doing these little things every day, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, same with car maintenance and stuff like that. Do you want to hear the, what my first night living outside my parents' house was like? Was. So I obviously moved in with a coworker. They weren't home when I had moved in. I was by myself. My room didn't have lights in the ceiling. I just had lamps that one of them was very flickery and they're just, it was very dark. I remember I walked to the nearby grocery store because I had no food and I didn't want to touch my roommates because it was their food. Got like a salad box. I was also trying to be vegan at this point, so I like was struggling with that. Got got back to the place. I didn't have my own dishes, so I was like scared to use and I was scared to use the roommates dishes. I was like, I didn't buy them. And I remember I was gonna maybe just eat it out of the salad container, but there was holes in it. I was like, I don't know. And I remember I tried <laughs> popping the salad box open and it. All the leaves went everywhere, all <laughs> over the ground. And I was like, fuck, this is my food. Gathered up this kitchen no. floor salad. Ugh. It was dirty. Yeah. I rinsed it, kind of, <laughs> and I still fucking ate kitchen floor hairy ass salad. That was probably not, probably not vegan. <laughs> <laughs> There's more skin, skin cells and yeah. hair in that salad than croutons. Burger King footlights. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. God. Where you're just scrambling. I felt like like a rat in an alley, just like, eh, I gotta figure it out. First time doing community laundry, like the the mm. the can't the complex laundry there's like an there's etiquette to that as well like you do not want to leave your laundry in too long after it's done because i had a man oh, handle my fucking laundry and touch my underwear and just take it out and so he could get that in happens. and i was pissed i've never done that to somebody else how long just out of curiosity how long was your stuff in there like was 10 like minutes immediate? okay that's that's fair like don't don't yeah. touch someone's laundry after 10 like give minutes. a give a grace it's like, gotta be it's gotta be like an hour there was it's gotta be like i'm like this is not coming out yeah today. the place I lived two times ago we had community excuse me laundry there was one lady down the hall that would like she left her stuff in there for like literal hours and when my mm. roommate finally like moved it she in like um in retaliation like threw his stuff out of the <gasps> washer and like left a note Dang. and was like don't you do that and it was like well you live in a society like you can't, yeah. you can't do this stuff it's to tough us. it's like, tough yeah. like uh, I, I definitely think you should give a grace but I do there is a level of discomfort 10 minutes is fine 30 minutes is fine yeah laundry laundry is a yeah. tough laundry is surprisingly easy but man it feels like this big mountain you gotta climb when you become an adult yeah it's, it's very much it's capitalism personified where it's like only two people get the thing yeah. and everybody yeah. else has to wait I'm telling you if you're a teenager listening to this just just learn how to do the laundry before you move out you're gonna have to learn it just just do it because you're gonna realize it's not that hard and yeah. then you're yeah. like, oh, okay. And when in doubt, wash everything on cold if you're ever worried yeah, about colors and things like that. Usually I try and make separate loads of all my dark clothing, all my pink, light I pink I hang dry stuff. most things. I I can't hang dry. I like, especially when it's clothes that I want to be form fitting. I pretty much yeah. dry everything. How do, you, how do you not get the little doodly doots on the shoulders for the hanger? Um. Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, good, good tip. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like becoming an adult 
living on your own when you're just in charge of yourself, you're just going to build up reflexes and just muscle memories off of mistakes. Like I remember, man, I was like, I was like 19 and I was on my computer. I had one of those white MacBook MacBooks back in the oh, day. You know, they're just the, like, Clement, yeah. like, um, they look like toys. And, uh, I just, I had it on my coffee table. I had some root beer right next to it and I totally- I don't know where this is going. <laughs> and I totally just spilled root beer all over the keyboard and oh. it was broken. What did you think was going to happen? I thought it was going to come to life and say mean words at you. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Since then, I'm just very, I don't keep drinks that it's, close to my laptop. Like, it's just, you're just going to build up things like that. Yeah. And that's a, just what it is. That's it's a lot of those things that your parents scolded you for preemptively and you never really understood why. It's those reasons. You're just gonna have to it's just gonna yeah. have to happen i had that happen to me like a month ago where you know my mom was always like cut things down on a cutting board and never lift it up <laughs> and i'm like mom it's fat i don't know what to do and like now here a yeah. long time later i like sliced my thumb clean open and i was like oh this is yeah. what she meant with the i need to go to the hospital it always yeah. you know it's always how it goes i will um, say like big picture wise a lot of things like adult things like when it comes to going grocery shopping or going to the post office to get stamps or like those phone calls and things like that a lot of them it, cooking like adult tasks like certain types of cleaning the shower or bathtub like or the toilet or whatever like they seem scarier and like these big tasks that you're afraid to tackle and like but once you do them you really realize they're not all that bad like the, my first time going to a post office and needing to send a package I literally felt like a robot I was like in line like look, getting a vibe of the room and what other people are doing and like how everyone's acting mm -hmm. getting a vibe of the people at the register like oh is this going to be dmv style or like a freaking like hollister we don't know i go to the counter i'm like hello i would like to send this package to utah please she's like yeah like whatever and then once you get in you're like oh this is like not that bad this isn't weird yeah like it's fine you have patience. they're just like what and you're, you're like, like i want to you want to do what i want to send this package get to utah her. why because because... You can, but first you must defeat the Minotaur. <laughs> like, ma'am, how loud is the package? How what? How loud is the package, ma'am? Like, I don't know what that means. God, yeah, I think that's true. I think a lot of things mm -hmm. are easier. Uh, when it comes to those mundane tasks, a mm -hmm. lot of them are easier than you'd think. Yeah, like ordering Postmates seems so weird to me at first, but once you get into it and you're like, oh, this is easy. I'm going to do this And learning how to day. cook easier than it seems. Especially learning because to cook. I swear to God, learning how to cook. You no, will make I, mistakes, but... I'm telling you, man. It, yes, you will make mistakes, but you follow recipes. There's so much. That's where you take advantage of technology. And it's not as hard Google as I thought. It's not, man. Especially like, I love that one TikTok where it's that guy talking about, he's like, he's like, here's the authentic way to make rice. And he just make, he just has a rice cooker. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's so that's simple. You, or literally buy a crock pot. If you don't know how to cook, buy oh, a crock pot. Dude. You can just throw anything you want in there. It doesn't even have to be food. It'll come out food. Mm -hmm. I think it's, that's, and we had an extra question down here that we didn't get to. It was just talking about how to eat healthy without, and, crock pot. and like <laughs> there are a lot of ways that you just can make things conveniently, but learning how to cook for yourself is just a quintessential skill. Yeah, and, and you will TikTok save money. Has helped you will a lot save money. You will save money. There's cheap ways to make a lot of stuff mm -hmm. and make it good. Um, Especially it takes time. Trader Joe's. It takes time. It just takes learning recipes and just yeah. doing it, but keep it simple. I just took a crack at making fried rice the other night and it Ooh. was Fucking bomb. Yo. I keep things simple. I just, I, 
I saute chicken breasts, I make some vegetables, and I have some quinoa. And I make that like 80% of the time. Nice. It's you always use that great. rice cooker for the quinoa? I do, I do use the rice cooker. I use the rice cooker almost every night. The nature's candy for eating healthy and also feeling savory, sweet potato. You stab it yep. a few times with a fork, uh, wrap it in like a slightly damp paper towel, toss it in the microwave for like seven minutes, pop it out. Don't coat it in sugar. Coat it in things that are like spice-based, like maybe a little bit of a, a hatch green chili or uh, something like a chipotle pepper mix it all up in its own skin it's delicious it's smoky it's almost meaty spices are your friend man you can make everything delicious i think it's overall i think it's good news i think i do think society puts pressure on you that this is a this idea that you need to be so much be achieving so much more at a younger age and everything and it's okay it's okay to slow down Mm -hmm. be patient know you're going to make mistakes and know that's okay and just do things if something's going to take less than five minutes just do it now yeah like stuff like that it's so small it's those small things and you just do it yeah and trust yourself know that you're going to do it and maybe you're not the person who's capable of doing a lot of things but you're going to become that person by doing Mm -hmm. like just learning uh, a lot of those tasks aren't as big a deal. Calling to schedule an appointment, doing the laundry, registering to vote by mail or in mm-hmm, person. Either mm-hmm. way, these things take a few minutes out of your day. And we we dread them for hours sometimes when it's over in just a few yeah. moments. The so. thoughts are always worse than the, yeah. than the thing. Don't beat yourself up for not knowing something yet. Um, yeah. You have to learn it somehow. And sometimes it's okay if you stumble in the process. That is all right. If you don't know how to do something, and I know this sounds obvious, Google it. Google everything. I can't tell you how many times, like, in my very early 20s, I would just Google something and then know it forever. And then a friend would be like, oh, I've got red wine in this kind of shoe. And I'd be like, oh, you pour this on it. And they'd be like, how'd you know? And I'm like, I ran into that problem and I Google it. It's just Mm -hmm. research stuff. Just do it. Yeah. Research things and um, know that everybody else is in the same boat as you. Yeah. Know that uh, everyone's going to make it seem like they've got things figured out. They Everyone don't. is faking it till they make it. Yeah. And maybe, fe- maybe someone has something figured out, but you have something figured out that they don't. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a trust me. You're not alone. People are going to make it seem like that's not the case, but you're not alone. Everyone's learning forever. Anyways. <laughs> um, so that that concludes that. But let's. Uh-oh. Let's Uh-oh. get on to, uh, we've got a shoot dude, shoot dude. here. Yeah, shoot dude. <laughs> we've got someone who who's already, they probably learned a lesson from this, I'm guessing. I have not read this, so it's a surprise Ooh, for me I as well. I love that. But let's get into this. <laughs> <laughs> shoot dude. Shoot dude. Shoot, dude. I don't know who this comes from. It doesn't say. There was no name on it. So this is an anonymous. Anonymous. I was visiting family in LA before the world shut down around February. And I was near Santa Monica walking around waiting for a friend to pick me up after strolling around. She got stuck in traffic. Classic. And I decided to go buy something to drink and wait at a coffee shop in the meanwhile. Here I am walking down the street looking like a flaming dumpster truck from hell. And on the opposite sidewalk, I see either Shane or his literal doppelganger. I was staring very hard trying to distinguish whether it was just another white dude or him. And he obviously noticed and actually smiled at me politely, which made me incredibly nervous and caused disaster to strike. I wasn't looking at where I was going. And let's say theoretically that I may or may not have tripped and eaten absolute shit against the asphalt. (gasps) Thankfully, my hands got to the floor before my face did, but I destroyed my knees and my palms completely. Regardless of whether or not it was Shane, I still embarrassed myself entirely in front of a handsome stranger, and I'm still not sure if he saw me wipe out 
because as soon as I got up, I just sprinted my ass away. <laughs> a part of me hopes he at least got a laugh out of my shame if he saw. Oh my God. Wow. Well, this is, um, I do not recall. I, I've I've recalled watching people eat shit. You've never been to Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, in February? Santa yeah, Monica were you in February? walking in Santa Monica? It's possible. I don't know. It's February. We were on tour, and then in Australia, like it was that was all happening at that same time. Australia was March. Yeah, but we Australia were on tour right before March, that February. for for a week. I, you would use your little bit of time in LA to go to Santa Monica. <laughs> no, that no was goes. the thing because we we did tour and then we went right into the, the hell week. I know, was but sometime in I mean, look, it probably wasn't me because I don't recall this. Yeah, I also. Typically, I don't make much eye contact with strangers. I'm very like shy and uh, whatever. But you don't even make eye contact in the office. If a new, if an intern makes eye contact with you, they get fired. Yes, <laughs> you're not allowed to look at me. No, um, I'm very sorry. Um, that sounds that rough. That sounds like that one story where you and Keith watched that girl fall. So and yeah, she ran yeah. Away. Me, Noah, and Keith read a restaurant in Beverly Hills, and a lady. Oh man, she's told she this story ate, on here, so yeah. they do have it. I know, but I, I can say it again. She ate. She ran away she, right afterwards. She ate incredible shit, and she got up and she kind of she, like, she kind of ju- away. hustled away, and and Keith immediately was laughing. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I believe I believe you. I don't know if I believe the shoot dude this time. You don't, you believe, don't believe it. You it? think it's us? I don't think it's 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 not that crazy, and that's why I think it is like I don't know. It it almost reads a little bit like WordPress, like the time I met uh, Shane, and if you just sort of change it to maybe it was him. I don't know. I feel like I'm always such a pessimist on these. No, maybe it's I don't possible. need to say that. I it's will possible. say falling in front of your faves is embarrassing. I would say that's a shoot, dude. If I had eaten shit that day that I when I back when I was like super obsessed with Chris Pratt, if I had eaten shit on that stage, that would have fucking sucked. I, I I believe it, and I believe it all happened probably a lot faster than this makes it seem. Mm-hmm. You know, she's making it seem like, oh, we made eye contact and we had a moment and then she tripped and fell. I think it was probably just like, wait, is that, her? oh, and then like fell. Like, yeah, I think it was like probably, probably all, I think quick. it all probably happened within two seconds. Sometimes those moments happen in slow motion. Yeah. But like, enough time to register across the street and they smiled across the street and then they fell and then you didn't notice. I don't know. Oh, oh wow. Damien thinks it's sus. I'm just saying, I am I always think it's a little I, I sus. I don't know if there's enough sus information boy. here for me to, it, it doesn't, there's not enough information. It's not like the one where the, the guy was going through his friend's mom's underwear drawer. Yeah, that one I'm was like, definitely, I was like, I'm you're like, not. I'm like, this is weird. weird. This is too, like, this is a very believable situation. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, I think. Too believable. Making eye contact I with think, someone and then falling yeah, is very believable. I, I think uh, if I was out trying to have a nice day by myself and I ate shit in front of a bunch of people I didn't know, I'd probably be traumatized and never want to go out by myself ever again. Mm. So, Whoever you are, anonymous person, uh, you made eye contact with what it sounds like to be an average white dude. Uh, <laughs> you, dude, you that probably, was Tom Cruise. Dude. I could probably be any white guy. Like, let's be honest, especially from across the street. Any white dude I could be me. Shame. I have the ability to become any white guy. That's yeah. my. You're the X-Men. worst X Men. That's my X Men <laughs> ability. Is just I get any tweeted white guy. like, "Oh, this person looks. Courtney looks just like this one actress, and it like it'll be a picture of some com- commercial actress, and I'm like, this person looks nothing like me. I don't think. But okay. I don't think I've ever gotten a tweet where it's like, "Did you know you look like this person?" And had it not be like a little offensive. <laughs> Like it's always like it's always like some like kind of like doughy dumpy dude in the background of a shot like that's not even the major, like, and I'm like it's you and I'm like I 
Thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. I look like uh, when you when you just get the general settings for an Imperial on Skyrim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, yeah, it's just there. Anyways, uh, thank you guys. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. I hope you learned something. If you have a shoot dude to submit to the Smosh cast, we have an email you can send them to. It's shootdude at smosh.com. That's S-H-O-O-T-D-O-O-D at smush.com send us your shoot dudes um, uh, it can be anonymous or put your name there any exactly. silly embarrassing story we don't want to we don't want to scare people with like if you got had some, some serious traumatic we don't want stuff, traumatic we want embarrassing we want yeah. we, it needs to be I think the perfect shoot dude and I've said this before is you it's a it's a perfect Seinfeld or Kirby enthusiasm type of situation where you did something and you got yourself into a bad situation mm-hmm. or you you embarrassed yourself mm-hmm. and you're going shoot dude like uh, yeah. I, I think it has to be your fault I think it has to be your <laughs> fault. I don't know. I feel like just uh, definitely embarrassing stuff. Like I'm down yeah. to hear it all. Yeah. But anyways, um, whatever. I'm call you a liar no matter what. Send yeah. it to us, even if you're not sure. Send it to us. You know, we might put it on. We uh, love it. Anyways, and uh, guys, uh, the uh, audio version of this podcast comes out on Wednesdays. You know that because you're listening to it. But also, the video uh, comes out on Fridays on the Smoshcast YouTube channel. So check it out uh, so you sub. can see our faces because we do all sorts of crazy <laughs> physical <laughs> stuff. While you're listening to this, you were dancing while we're talking. What's your face look like? I'm twerking <laughs> on the table right now. That's true. And uh, make sure to rate this podcast five stars. Um, that that just helps. It helps us. It gives us um, serotonin. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's been looking good lately. Oh, serotonin. <laughs> serotonin. Uh, thank you, guys. And we'll talk to you later. Love you. Bye. I will miss you. Yeah. I my power. <laughs> 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 <laughs>